Psalm chapter 34, verse 1, by David in changing his behavior before Abimelech, and he driveth him away, and he goeth. I do bless Jehovah at all times, continually his praise is in my mouth. This song was written by King David to commemorate the time when King David was running from Saul, and he fell into the arms of Abimelech, who was a pagan king, and David pretended that he was insane so that the king would let him go. Even though his advisors said, Oh, this is a great warrior from Israel, you need to kill him. David let drool go down his mouth, and he was acting wild. And so Abimelech didn't believe his advisor and told them to release David. Then David went into the cave of Adullam, and he was with his men who were loyal to him, and they were hiding from King Saul. That's probably when this song was written, and he probably sang it to those warriors that were with him in the cave. And of course, he's blessing and praising the Lord for saving his life. Two, in Jehovah doth my soul boast herself, here do the humble and rejoice. He refers to his soul in the female persona, which is interesting, because female means many, and all of us are many in comparison to the Lord. So that seems appropriate. He's making himself humble before the Lord. But it also could mean that there are various aspects to our soul, and therefore, because our soul has many components, that's why he gave it a female persona, such as there's many parts in a car, and that's why cars have a female persona. There's many parts to a ship, so a ship has a female persona. There's many creatures in the ocean, so the ocean has a female persona. And in our soul, we have our personality, which has many dimensions to it. And then we also have our desires, our drives, and our emotions. All of that is tied into our soul. So that's a lot of different components. And the word humble is in that verse. I don't think it's a coincidence that he gives his soul a female persona and says that he wants to be humble. 3. Ascribe ye greatness to Jehovah with me, and we exalt his name together. King David himself is encouraging the listeners to sing and praise the Lord with him. 4. I sought Jehovah, and he answered me, and from all my fears delivered me. King David was afraid of being killed by Abimelech, and also of being killed by Saul. But the Lord saved him. 5. They look expectingly unto him, and they became bright, and their faces are not ashamed. Whoever looks to the Lord will have a radiant countenance, and they will not be ashamed, meaning they won't be let down by the Lord. The Lord never lets us down. He wins every battle, so we never have a red face after trusting in him. We will always boldly proclaim that he is the victor. And it says that when we look to the Lord, we have brightness. That's because the glory of the Lord shines on us when we trust him. 6. This poor one called, and Jehovah heard, and from all his distresses saved him. King David calls himself poor and distressed. He really was a man of humility. He didn't pretend that he was better than he was, or that he was in charge of life, or anything. He was so honest about his state. 7. A messenger of Jehovah is encamping round about those who fear him, and he armeth them. Whoever obeys the Lord, and that's what fear is. If we obey the Lord, that means that we're fearing him. 
and whoever fears him, he will camp his army angel around that person. And he arms us in the Spirit. He arms us with the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit to help us get through every battle. 8. Taste ye and see that Jehovah is good. O oh, the happiness of the man who trusteth in him. Taste is a sensation, and all of our sensations tell us that the Lord is good. He gives us food, shelter, clothing, everything that we need. And he even encourages our soul. He comforts our emotions. In that sense, you can taste and see that the Lord is good. And you do get joy when you trust in him. 9. Fear Jehovah, ye his holy ones, for there is no lack to those fearing him. We won't lack anything. Now that doesn't mean our lives will be easy, but our basic needs will be met. We need to have a right perspective of what our basic needs are. Some people think the Lord doesn't give them enough, but really the Lord gives them abundantly, and they just don't see it because they're very materialistic. 10. Young lions have lacked and been hungry, and those seeking Jehovah lack not any good. Even the lions get hungry sometimes, the wild animals. But if we obey Jehovah, we'll have everything we need. No, we may not be fat, and we may not be rich, but we'll have what we need. 11. Come ye children, hearken to me. The fear of Jehovah I do teach you. The singer, David, is even calling youth to listen to him and learn from this song how great the Lord is. It would be great to have heard this in the original Hebrew with all of the rhyme that had to be in there, and with the music that gave it rhythm. It would be really great to hear. I guess when we get to heaven, we'll hear what this song really sounded like. Today, the way that people pronounce Hebrew is not the same as how people in the Old Testament pronounced it. We don't actually know what the dialect was of ancient Hebrew. The dialect that we use when we pronounce it isn't correct. So nobody who's alive today really knows what this song would have sounded like. 12. Who is the man that is desiring life, loving days to see good? 13. Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking deceit. King David says, if you want to live to see blessing in your life, then don't tell lies. It's a simple rule, isn't it? Don't practice evil, and then you will have blessings. You'll have peace, forgiveness, and you'll receive the kindness of the Lord. 14. Turn aside from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The way to seek peace and pursue it is by obeying the commands of the Lord and forgiving anybody who offends us. That's how we achieve peace. 15. The eyes of Jehovah are unto the righteous. He's looking at us, too, when we obey him, and his ears unto their cry. When we cry out for help, he answers, because there's a relationship. If we don't obey the Lord, we don't know him, and we don't have any relationship with him. He'll still care about us and love us, but he won't hear every little prayer that we speak, because a lot of times when you aren't obeying the Lord, what you pray for is materialistic and frivolous anyway, and it's not something that he wants you to be seeking in the first place. But also, he'll only bail you out of jail so many times, and that's why we have to repent. 16. The face of Jehovah is on doers of evil to cut off from earth their memorial. 
In the Old Testament, saying that two people are face-to-face often means that they're battling each other. So when it says, the face of Jehovah is on evildoers, that means he's facing them in battle. But in the other verses, it said his eyes are on the righteous. He's looking at the righteous intently, but to turn his face on you means that he's going to attack you. 17. They cried, and Jehovah heard, and from all their distresses delivered them. And that would be the righteous who he listened to. 18. Near is Jehovah to the broken of heart, and the bruised of spirit he saveth. Whenever your heart is broken, he is near. He's near anybody who's rejected, who's experiencing sorrow, who's going through trauma, anybody who's been abused, anyone who's been mistreated or lied about, anybody who's been betrayed bitterly. If you are in that state, he is near you. Call out to him. Repent of your sins. Forgive those who've hurt you. Put all of your trust in him and talk to him and look at him. Look up to heaven and think about the Lord. And he is so near. 19. Many are the evils of the righteous. Out of them all doth Jehovah deliver him. The Lord will deliver us from the evil doings of evil people. Sometimes evil people try to attack Christians, and they'll say lies about them, they'll try to get other people to hate them, they'll plot against them, they'll try to take things from them. But the Lord will deliver in those situations. You'll have to put up with the evil person for a while, but ultimately the Lord will deliver. There's been times when people attacked, but if I repented of my sins and put my trust in the Lord and didn't try to defend myself, the Lord fought the battle for me and ultimately I didn't have to do anything. The Lord worked it out in my favor in the long run. 20. He is keeping all his bones. One of them hath not been broken. Now this is a direct allusion to Jesus Christ on the cross. He was bruised. He was battered. He was attacked by evil people, but not one of his bones were broken. The fact that none of his bones were broken shows that ultimately he did win the whole battle. He won the battle over death and over sin. And now he sits at the right hand of God, presiding over the entire universe. He definitely didn't lose. 21. Evil doth put to death the wicked, and those hating the righteous are desolate. Not right away, but eventually, if a person never repents and they keep harming other people, at some point, they are going to die, and they are going to go to hell, so that justice can be received for all of their victims. But the Lord is so gracious that he allows people to have years and years and years to repent before he sends them to hell. He gives them abundant opportunities. So it takes a while, but if they never repent, they will be punished. 22. Jehovah redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none trusting in him are desolate. He redeems us. Jesus is the Redeemer. And we read about that in the book of Ruth, how Boaz represented Jesus, the kinsman Redeemer. He pays the price for our sin, and that's how he redeems us. And therefore, we are not desolate. Ruth represented the church in that book. And even though she had no husband, no father, and no nation, she ended up with children. Not only was she not desolate because she had children, but also her child was in the direct lineage of Jesus Christ. He is certainly our Redeemer. And that concludes Psalm chapter 34.